beautiful people hello 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 i am jared the football genius burgess and i'm stephanie fitzpatrick aka the advantage coach this is episode 108 of the field to the real podcast yes um it's a special episode yes um we're gonna dedicate this episode to um stephanie's mom today is her birthday Yes. Um, and we're going to dedicate this episode to my dad, who uh, unfortunately passed away last Friday. Um, and it's funny, you know, we talk about doing this podcast and like, <laughs> um, this is therapeutic, right? Like we yeah. talk about doing it and, you know, how like, yo, we really... Um, in moments where we're like, you know, maybe we shouldn't record. Right. Like one of us is like, yeah, nah, let's do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to like push through. Um, one, because this is something that we would have done. This is something my, my father enjoyed, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like, um, being able to, to, to record like helps, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, I remember when I said it, cause initially like, I was like, yeah, maybe we, we should just take two weeks off or whatever. Yeah. And I thought about right. it and I was like, nah, I don't want to start, you know, like messing with routine mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Like doing things like, I know my father is, probably saying right now, uh, boy, if you don't record that podcast. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like, about don't, right, yeah. Don't be, yeah. don't be down here being all somber, like not yeah, doing yeah. the stuff that you do, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to him, dad, I love you. Absolutely. Love um, you too, Pops. Sure. <laughs> I know you up in, uh, you up in heaven partying right now. We were just talking for uh, a second ago. He up there playing yeah. cards. Yes. <laughs> and I'm mom, getting it in right now. Him and mom's up there playing, playing the game. Absolutely getting it in right now. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, no, and I just want to say um, I am so inspired by your strength mm. um, in this moment. Because uh, I certainly was the one that was like, well, I guess we won't be recording for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, nah. And when I talked, you were like, oh, no. We still, I was like, oh, okay, uh -huh. well, let me get on it. Because I hadn't looked up anything. I was like, well, uh -huh. you know, and you were like, no, we still got, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me get on it. <laughs> so I think about um, like Brett Favre or, um, who's the other person that just slipped my mind? I can't think of who it is now that just had the same loss of their father 
and mm. went out and you know just beasted. You know yeah. what I'm like that performance Brett Favre gave after his dad this, yeah. was phenomenal. Mm. And so I say to you, channel all of your emotions and energy today, and let this be the best podcast. Right. that we have ever <laughs> done. Yes. Let's do this. Now look, now when we start with this, who's really right? <laughs> this is what I, I might not, I might not get the reception that this is the best podcast <laughs> we've ever done. Oh man. No, it'll be some people that'll, that'll be on your side. It will. I, you know, it's hard because I feel like it's very, it's difficult because you know, I don't like <laughs> I don't like the Warriors at all, but it's difficult to not like Steph. It's how I feel about LeBron. Oh, no, it's a whole bunch of people that hate LeBron. No, I said how I feel about LeBron. Like, oh, okay. Like, it's hard not to like It's him. hard not to like him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. especially if you don't like the basketball player, like, so yeah. much of what he does off the court, you know what I'm saying? I, it, yeah. No, him as a human being, yeah. I'm all here for it. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, so let's not leave right. you guys in suspense anymore. Right. Uh, who's really right? Is yeah. Steph Curry the greatest shooter of all time? I'm gonna let you go first, though. Do I have to go? I mean, everybody know how I feel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody already knows. Anybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows they know how, how I feel, feel about Steph Curry. About yeah. Steph Curry, how I feel about the Warriors, but specifically how I feel about Steph Curry. And so my answer is an emphatic yes. Okay. Uh, he is the greatest shooter of all times. Um, and and I know you're going to mention this, but I'm going to say it was tough because there is somebody else that you're going to talk about that I feel like mm -hmm. um, really was like that person in my head yeah. <clears throat> for a long time. And it's just been, Steph has been inching his way to this space in my yeah, mind yeah. for a long time. But <clears throat> this past month yeah. has solidified it in my yeah. mind like this man has scored let's see 49 47 33 42 53 38 32 41 and 37 points yeah just going on a tear 10 of 17 from three 11 from 19 from three 11 from 16 for three eight 10 of 18 from three these numbers are bonkers yeah bonkers okay like, like this efficient <laughs> What? Just Walker. Being, being an efficient scorer. He has, I use him all the time when I'm talking to uh, my clients mm -hmm. um, as, a, as an example of what um, dedication and even muscle memory. Yeah. What that can do for you, right? And so I'm always talking to them in terms of their brain because it's a muscle. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying the same concept applies. Like you just gotta exercise that muscle. Sometimes it's it's about what you say to yourself or what you, you know what I mean? And 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 eventually you'll get to the point where it's just innate. And I feel like that is where Steph is at this point. Like I believe they could put a blindfold on him as long as they pointed him in the right direction. He's he gonna make yeah. it because it's it's yeah. just muscle memory at this point. The yeah. hard work and dedication. I've watched the evolution of his game from 
college all the way till now it's just really just been the dedication and hard work that that man has put in yeah so yeah i'm listen wardell wardell is the man that's all i can say yeah <laughs> wardell is the man <laughs> so um i'm only introducing a theory here right <laughs> Um, so Steph Curry fans, please don't don't you know go go bonkers on me. I think that um, a a case can be made certainly for Ray Allen, but also for Reggie Miller as like the greatest shooters. Um, and I think. So what I won't do or what I won't attempt to do is try to tear down Steph Curry and trying to make this argument. Um, Cause I see, I get upset when I see other like um, <clears throat> sports media members like do that. Well, Steph doesn't have this, that and the third. Steph is arguably the greatest shooter of all time. But I think when you look at Ray Allen and when you talk about that muscle memory, he certainly had it, you know, um, let us not forget that when Spike Lee went casting for He Got Game, right. the only person that he could have chosen to play Jesus Shuttlesworth was Ray <laughs> Allen. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> to think about some of the moments that he's had um, just throughout his career, you know, there certainly can be a case made for him. And I think one of the one of the big things is like he was on that, <clears throat> he was on, I guess the start of, kind of was at that starting period where three-pointers became, you know, more prevalent in, in NBA games. And Both so- Both of them. Who? Both of the people you just mentioned. Oh, Reggie yes, yeah. And Ray Allen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the three-pointer had, you know, started to kind of get more and more, you know, I don't want to say popular, but I guess, you know, people would shoot more threes. And so <laughs> now where it's exploded, you know what I'm saying? Like, Steph is their baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Steph is the, the natural evolution of what happens when we say, well, a three-pointer is more than a two-pointer. and probably need to want might want to take a little more of these if you know what i'm saying like we right. want to um to get more points especially if someone can shoot it efficiently as, as steph did or as steph does excuse me but as ray allen did and so I, I firmly believe that if ray allen was playing in today's nba like you can look at steph numbers and steph's numbers already say that he's the greatest shooter of all time just based on the numbers and I think that is it's just like with the the in the NFL and the passing numbers, right? Like the quarterbacks, Joe Montana and all of them, they're not gonna have the same numbers as like a Drew Brees or a Peyton Manning or or a Tom Brady because back then they ran the ball a whole lot more. And so back then they were still shooting more two-pointers. The, the, the three-point hadn't exploded the way that it did. And so those are the reasons why I feel like an argument can be made for Ray Allen, either Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. I'm going to go with you on the Ray Allen thing because he was the person. <laughs> he yeah, was the person that, that literally has been in my head for these for all these years as 
the greatest it's shooter. The greatest, yeah. The man has the prettiest shot of now. We're gonna talk about that. He has the most yeah. beautiful shot of all times. Like, yeah, I don't know if you can see look back at Ray Allen and see too many balls that didn't just like literally just hit the bottom of the net. Yeah. When he yeah. shot, it wasn't no rim, it wasn't no, it was straight through like all the time mm-hmm. and just a beautiful shot. And so I absolutely um, agree with you that he was uh, a catalyst in this, mm-hmm. in the way that they play in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, because like you said, like it used to just be two point. Then right. they said, wait, we need to at least be able to acknowledge that these people are shooting beyond, way beyond the two point line, right? Right. And so they so they instituted the three pointer, and so mm-hmm. when they did that, it just it just took the game out further and further, yeah. right? And so I do believe that he is like um, the catalyst, like I said. Now, on the other hand, that other person you mentioned, please don't do that to he don't, don't do get that to, to be Reggie. In this conversation. I'm sorry, he does not get to be in this conversation. He does not. He made some clutch shots. He, I'm not going to take that away from him. He made some clutch shots, mm-hmm. but he is, n- he's not in this conversation. He has to be in the conversation. No, step. he's not in this conversation. No. Okay. No. So is it, is it, is it, and you know, we had this conversation yesterday <laughs> and I know how you feel about his antics and the flopping and some of the, the stuff. flopping that, is what makes him, yeah. It took yeah. away from his, his game to me. I feel like so it's because flopping is so more prevalent now, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those but things. But they're trying to wrangle that back in because it got ridiculous. Yeah, no. I don't think any more anything is more ridiculous than no, that was a football game. That was it was like the uh it was a player, he like kind of put his hand out to stop the dude from running into him and the dude jumped yeah. back and flipped oh, all over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now, I mean, but, they all, but he was the king of that. They I was about all to say, learned but to that your point, him. he was he was the man at that. Yeah, you know? he started all of this mess that we even having to deal with this now, right? So uh, well, I think I think he he did his thing. He he's kind of similar to Bruce Bowen in the sense of like oh, they knew Bowen. how to be annoying. Bruce Bowen was a like ooh him and Ginobili like Ginobili I call him the flea. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like they they were masters to me. Like, Bruce Bowen and and Ginobili were the masters. They like getting under your skin. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like yes, I'm yeah. gonna. Make, I don't know how many times somebody probably wanted to punch Bruce Bowen. Like, oh, for I'm, real. I'm sure of it. I, and I, I feel like somebody somebody tried. Somebody, somebody did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. Okay. So, but <clears throat> to that point, though, like when you think about some of the biggest moments that Reggie Miller had you know he had some really big i mean like some really big playoff moments and i guess when you think about the fact that he never actually got an opportunity to win a ring you know what i'm saying I maybe I, yeah, yeah i know you're not the rings you know mm-hmm. argument person so but but to the point of like steph curry has had like some championship moments right yeah um yeah. ray allen has had Probably the championship, the biggest championship moments of all time. That shot he he hit, I believe at the at the time, because the 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 
what's the name of the team? The San Antonio Spurs were, Spurs, yeah. they were bringing the trophies onto the court. Yeah. And they were up three to two. Yeah. If he doesn't hit that three, you know. It's a done deal. That's another, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a done deal. So they, no, I they, love it. Yeah. They were able to win that. They were able to get that game in the overtime, win that game, and then win the next one to win the game. Yeah. Um, and we've talked, we talked about this yesterday too. Like, and I said, I mean, we talked about like people will never put Dan Marino or some of these other yeah. people in that conversation because they equated with needing to win a championship. That's not even where I'm coming from with the whole Reggie Miller thing. Like, literally, I feel like he had moments. You said it, moments, but Ray Allen. Steph Curry is consistent. This yeah. wasn't, these aren't just moments for them. This is how they live. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is how they live, right? And so, yeah. well, and, and they, they had the opportunity to kind of be in those championship moments. You know, I really feel like um, I remember I was grasping at any team that could potentially beat uh, Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, that those Pacer teams that like took those Pacer teams that went up against those Bulls teams, and I want to say it might have mm -hmm. been two years in a row. And then when they had Jalen Rose and Reggie mm -hmm. Miller and mm -hmm. um, like those guys, um, if the structure of the playoffs had been different, that might have been our championship back. And those game, those games went to the brink. Like that was a seven game series, I believe, both years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the next. Ne they were like the next of the Pistons Bulls. Yes, kind of that that rivalry, kind yeah. of how it went. Like you know, or the Celtics and the Lakers, like yeah. back in the day. Like those. That's the kind of it would be down to the wire every yeah. time. Like every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. and. You know, I ultimately, you know, Michael Jordan won out, you know what I'm saying? But you could really see um, a scenario where, like, those Pacers teams could have won and gone to, gone on to win a championship. Yeah, well, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, well. Because <laughs> my goat was out there. It didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, well. well Let's uh let's move on from this who's right. You guys tell yeah. us. Steph says he is the greatest shooter of all time. Wardell is the greatest shooter of all. <laughs> and I say that a case can be made for Ray Allen. Um, I'm not gonna push the Reggie Miller thing because I know that um <laughs> every time I say his name, your whole face changes. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So let yeah. us know who's really right. Do you agree? <laughs> Do you agree, Ray Allen? Or are you with Steph on Steph Curry? Yeah, let us know. Eh. All right. <laughs> All right, Steph. So my Yankees have started the season seven and eleven. Yeah. Um are you worried about them? Well. Let me clarify. Worried? Because no, I don't care one way or the other. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're your Yankees. I was about to mine. say, maybe I should have answered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're your Yankees. But do I feel like they're not, that they're in trouble? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. 
they're in the bottom of the they're in the bottom of the LEs right now. Yeah. Um, four game. I mean, we had this conversation yesterday, and I know it's a lot of baseball. They have a bunch of games, and what did you say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. I get yeah. it. They they're four only four games back right now, but mm-hmm. I just feel like first of all, the Red Sox are super hot. Yeah. Um, especially I don't know why when it's all away they seem to just really go in wherever they're going in beasts. Which, mm-hmm. uh, um, but um, I feel like they're doing really well. So it's not like the division is tearing it up either way. I mean, even right. if that yeah. they're twelve and eight, right? But right. Yeah. it's still almost the opposite of the Yankees. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just feel like they're gonna struggle um a bit more here. Um. And I just don't know if they're going, you know, with all of the projections that were made before the season started or where they'd be and who they'd yeah. be and all this. I don't know if all of that's true. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I think uh, I, I, I'm definitely not worried about them. I, I think after looking at last season um, and seeing that, you know, while they are talented and they have – you know, they're paying a lot of people a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this team needs a little more pitching to be um, a championship level team. And they don't have it right now. So when I say I'm not worried, I don't know that they are. Um, I don't know that they are a um, World Series like contender at the moment, but I'm not worried because I feel like, because I know that they're not a World Series contender at the moment, I don't think that they'll be at the bottom of the division for the rest of the season. Like, I, I, I do think that they'll get it together. They'll turn it around. Um, and yesterday, you know, when we talked about this, I was, I was talking about how the uh, Oakland A's started the season and they lost they started off 0-6, and, and then they just rattled off 11 straight mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can turn around quickly for, for these MLB teams. But like, like I said, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And yeah. so with the 162 games, you know, some of these teams are going to have lulls and, you know, yeah. they'll lose a few games here and then get hot, and then, you know. So I think it's too early, you know. It's hard to come out of <laughs> the duck. That's all I can say. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Of all the places to be, like, you know, it has to be Cinderella-esque for them. You know, at this point, which is not what people thought would be happening, right? Right. It wasn't supposed to be that you had to climb out of the dungeon. It was supposed to be you were supposed to be sitting on top. The running, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. It's it's hard. Even even with good teams, it's hard to do that in baseball. Because I remember the year that the the Nationals, my other other team, When they won the World Series a few years back, um, they started off in at the bottom, you know, and they through the season they got better. They mm-hmm. they always had really good pitching, especially since uh, you know Strasburg is is in the pen and uh, uh, Max Scherzer, so that was able to they were able to catch the rhythm and their stride, and and they ended up riding all out into a, a World Series. So. Um, you know, it happens. They, some teams just start fast and some teams, you know, they got to get it together and hit their stride. And so 
I, I think that the the Yankees can certainly do that. They can certainly find their stride. They're gonna have to make some trades for fishing though. I do. <laughs> Believe in your team. I ain't mad at it. It's good. It's all good. Believe in your team. I hope, I mean, I want them to pull it together, I guess. I mean, like I said, I don't really care one way or the other because they're yeah. not my team. Nature, yeah. But but yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's jump over to um the story about the Eagles and these guys holding, you know, in solidarity, solidarity. Um so that they don't have to report in um, for involuntary workouts. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we know that while they may be involuntary, they can get voluntold real quickly. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a subliminal voluntold. They kind of yeah. across the board, like this culture. Um, right. I just did a, um, a workshop for um, the um, Charlotte Airport employees, supervisors. Yeah. Um, um, on Wednesday and, and I talked about uh, culture mm-hmm. and setting up culture, right? And so yeah. there's this culture that you just, you kind of, if you don't show up, then you, you're not serious. Yeah, It's kind of the thought process. Oh, they're not serious. They don't, or, or the only people who get to do that are veteran players who are like, I'm still resting my body or I don't want to, you know what I mean? That yeah. they get away with it and it's okay. So for and so now it's up to 21 teams that that have opted out out of 32 Good. 21 have opted out uh-huh. and and the NFL players association is standing behind them Good. um as they because they've been the ones to kind of encourage them not to do in person workouts yeah. um and so um so far 21 teams have have stood out the eagles was the first one that i saw i didn't realize yeah. that so many others um had come out and done this and so that's why i kind of put it down there but I love it because it's not just about them um, saying, no, we don't want to work out because of COVID. It's so much deeper than that for me at this point. I feel like this is for them, for the players, giving they the more they they buck the system. I don't mean it like I like that didn't come out right. No, no, the more they go against yeah. yeah, go against the norms that have been set up that might not be as conducive for them as they were, as, you know, as, as, as they need to be, that they are getting their stride. They're seeing their power. They're invoking their power. They are empowering themselves is what I'm trying to say as they move forward. And so this, having that many people on 21 teams, because the roster is huge at this point, right? Right. It, it gets narrowed down to 53, really but quickly. at this point, it's huge, <laughs> right? And so to have 53 people, even a rookie who is like, oh my God, me standing back doing this, is this going to hurt me? That like, even mm-hmm. having a rookie say, I, yeah, I'm standing in solidarity with my brothers. Right. It's huge. Yeah. In the empowering of the players in this particular sport where this organization as a whole has not empowered them at all. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, I, I like that the term that you use buck the system because a, <laughs> you know, bucking the system is necessary. It's, it's the, it's the only way refusing our refusal to work is the only way that the only leverage we have 
in in these contract negotiations and these CBAs that get signed. So, you know, what happens is these guys have all the power and they say, and talking about the owners, they have all the power and say, well, you won't just won't get paid. Yeah. And then because some of the athletes aren't in a position to go for a long period of time without their checks, they give in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To the demands and it makes yeah. it worse for other players coming behind them. And what I feel like is that this is showing that, okay, we can gear up to go for a work stoppage based right. off of a, what was negotiated in the last CBA. So right. you get to that point, we can be okay to stop work and to affect your pockets way more than you can affect ours. You know, and so I hope that this is kind of the start of that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely a huge, luckily these are the voluntary workouts, like, you know, so it's not really affecting their pockets per se right right now, but we'll see um, as it goes forward, Mm -hmm. how they utilize the leverage that they're now gaining. Hopefully they will utilize it in positive ways that end up um, making effective change that makes things better for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Y'all do you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's let's move on to um, all of these NBA players getting hurt. And Ray Young last night. Yeah. I know that, you know, this story started off with Kevin Chandelier (laughs) Durant. (laughs) But in fairness, it's been so much bigger than him, even though, you know, he's he hasn't played a lot of a lot of minutes this season. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of players have been getting hurt and a lot of star players have been getting hurt. Yeah. And um it, it seems like more of a trend this year than it has been in years past. And yeah, the only thing that we can kind of <clears throat> really look at and attribute it to is um, the season ending when it did and then having to start the season pretty quickly and just have this condensed schedule of 72 games. So they knocked mm-hmm. off 10 games. But in order to get the entire season in in the way that they wanted to and not affect the Olympics, they had to, you know, um, have schedules where some of these teams are having are playing five games in seven days. And that that might be a little bit too much wear and tear on the body. And I don't think that the owners really thought that through. Yeah. I. I, I... This is, and so knowing Adam Silver, I will give them the benefit of the doubt, right? I will not say that they didn't, they don't, that they're just looking at it from a monetary standpoint or they're just looking at what's best for them, right? I don't believe that. I I believe they were really just trying to, like you said, make it work, right? Just fitting it in to make it work. You want a basketball season, we want to give you a full basketball season. People, you know, after the bubble, they see people really want it were itching for basketball to be back so and and so they 
they've done what they could. And I feel like it just wasn't, um, like you said, it just wasn't maybe the thoughtfulness in how this would affect people uh, wasn't put into place. Or, because we talked about this yesterday with LeBron, right. or from a coaching standpoint, mm-hmm. coaches taking onus on them on their own to know we've got this condensed season. They're going to play a lot more games in fewer days. We need to rest some people. It might affect the record, but but for the long run and the long haul to right. have these people. And so I feel like trying to play people like you did when it was a quote unquote normal mm-hmm. season um, has been detrimental. Yeah. It's been detrimental. I mean, because I'm literally looking like almost every team and then, and, and, and it's not just, oh, I've got some, some players that are hurt. Like these are your players yeah. that are hurt. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we know Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Now we got Trey Young for the Hawks. We got, you know, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant James Harden. We, like, it just, these are people names are just, yeah, yeah. Jalen, like, all of these people, like, it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> this uh-huh. is big, right? This is not just, yeah. So just seeing these people um, go down back to back and just game after game is just kind of scary to watch and i'm like whoa what's happening right so you know i uh yeah jamal murray that's what i was trying to think of jamal, jamal murray, murray yes. like these people yeah. are not these are the these are the faces of these of these organizations so whoa this is big it's yeah. big rondo i didn't even know rondo got hurt yeah like, i mean in fairness what what you guys Rondo always gets hurt. I mean, because you remember when when they came back to the bubble, you, you remember he had broken his thumb. He did. And, you know, he didn't play for those first couple of uh, series in the in the bubble. Yeah. And then he came back and was a playoff Rondo, but we know that That's at some point he gets injured. Another chandelier. Okay. Right, I was about to say, which is... <laughs> Another which is chandelier. Why, which okay. is why I was okay with you calling Kevin Durant chandelier. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. So it's just <laughs> it's okay. Um I think that 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 the coaches probably need to really take a look yeah. at um where they are, right? And just figuring out um whoa, I didn't know Al Horford was out for the season. Well, I don't think his is injury. I think that yeah, they made the decision to apply, yeah, they made a decision to play some of the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because initially what they were going to do, even though he has a pretty big contract. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. What they were going to do, with, I mean, you don't want to get him hurt. Okay. But what they were going to do was, uh, um, I think the talks were around buying him out mm-hmm. and then letting him walk. But I think, you know, they made the decision to just hold on to him and maybe they can, you know, with the way that they will and deal. Uh, right. Okay, see. <laughs> They may be able to either trade him and get some value for him, or they may be able to put a nice team around and, you know, he'd be kind of a centerpiece. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. And I just had a thought of another reason why some of these players, I mean, because it's affecting all of us, even if we don't recognize it. And for them particularly, especially when we just had this conversation about the NFL and them not being in person for voluntary mm-hmm. workouts is, 
the stress of COVID. Yeah. Like somewhere in the back of your head, I don't care who you are. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't think they've made them mandatory, had them to do mandatory uh, vaccination. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if somewhere in the back of your head, you still got this idea of like, I'm out here, people breathing on me. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I love this game, but it's in the back of your head somewhere. Because yeah. it's real, right? And so right. Um, that can affect your physiological. And so then, and then that then, in turn can right. can make you injury prone, right? So, yeah. just the thought it just popped into my head. It's, no, it's no, like, I, I I agree with that. I'm, I I think about you know, um, how our coaches would you our coaches would tell us, you know, if you focus on getting injured, and you focus on you know, it was more just about the psychology of it. If you focus mm-hmm. on that, it's bound to happen. You know. Yeah. So they will always tell us, visualize yourself making good plays, you know what I'm saying? Because there is a yeah. psychological component that goes with this. And so, you know, that that's a that's a valid point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought about that. Like, hmm, some of this could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's real. It's real. I talk to yeah. people all the time, it's real. Yeah. So yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Hope well, right. all for all of those who are injured. We just pray for you to have just a good, speedy recovery. Speedy but complete recovery. Right. Don't come yeah. back too early. Yeah, Don't, you know what I mean. I just was watching on All American this week. That's my show. I love it. Oh. Um, uh, where the young man, the, the coach's son, the story is around the coach's son, and he, the quarterback for the Beverly, he was Beverly Hills team, and he, um, he. Uh, had a concussion and lied and came back too early, ended up in the hospital. May not get to play football again, right? So like, it just ain't worth it. Just completely heal your body. Right. Yeah. Okay. That just- Yeah, it's funny you say that too. um, Cause Jordan Reed just ended up retiring because of that from the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Um, He he dealt with concussion issues his entire career. So- Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, I'm sorry. You you talking about uh, All American made me think about that, and I still haven't gotten into that show. I need to like oh my God, check that so show good. out. Everybody so talks good. about how good it is. So very good, it really is. So very good, yeah. and it's tr- based on a true story, so it just makes it. Oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Let's see. Um, do we want to talk about this LeBron James? Uh... We can save it. Okay. Let's save it because I want to see what, what happens. Yeah. With the whole thing anyway. Yeah. We yeah. Get some, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, because we're going to be on that for a minute if we get on it now. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be some other conversations that. that, that yeah, spark off from that. Arrive one, so. from, from that one. Yeah, yeah. So Wayne Player, <laughs> you gotta explain the story to me, cause <laughs> it's so silly. It's so silly. It's sad, right? It's silly yeah. and it's sad. Um, so um, Lee Elder, mm-hmm. first black man to be on the PGA tour, yeah. was being honored at the Masters in Augusta, mm-hmm. and. 
So for those of you who are like me, you don't really watch golf. You're not really into golf like that. Tiger Woods is far as you know about golf. Right. Um, <laughs> um, he, um, so this, this individual, Wayne Players, his dad is actually the golfer, Gary mm-hmm. Player. And um, so I'm not really sure. Well, he said it was a marketing antic, okay? We just put it out there that, that it was simply about marketing this particular brand of golf balls. Mm-hmm. His dad apparently wants to use on the PGA Tour or something to that. But anyway, it's the encore golf balls. So what he chose to do in the moment of Lee Elder being honored at the um, at the Masters yeah. was to stand next to him with these golf balls, the a box of them in his hand, as as like photo bombing, almost yeah. Mr. Elder's moment. <laughs> Trying to steal this man's shine uh-huh. in this moment for it for marketing purposes. And people were not happy. I don't know if he thought it would just be subliminal and it'll just be something that nobody would pick. You're standing next to the man right. with this in your hand. Of course, people are going to pay attention. Right. You don't know the world we live in now. Everything is being scrutinized to the like nth degree. So of course, people, you knew that. That's why you did it. Right. So yeah, he uh, he didn't get such a good uh, response to that, and in fact, has now been banned from the Masters. <laughs> no more. Augusta, well, no more supporting buddy. dad is his caddy. Uh, yeah. No, oh you get, no. You don't get to do that anymore. Man. But to say I, we talked about, I want to say two things. But for me, I wonder if this had been Jack Nicholas. Would he have done that? Would you have done this? Yeah. And then Jack Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nich- yes. Yes. Had had it been him, would you have done this? And then the no, you're other right. thing. You were it's right Jack Nicholas. It's Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholson is the, is is the, the actor. actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jack Nicholas. And so, if it had been him, would you have done? Would you have thought it was okay to do that? And and I'm gonna leave it at that. And then the second thing I'm gonna say is Lee Elder, being the gracious person he is, came out in defense of the young man and said it wasn't a big deal to him. Yeah. Of course. Twice that. So. And when your daddy come out and be like, yeah, he was wrong. Whatever they got to yeah. do to him, do it. Like, that right? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Don't, wait, don't wait, let it happen. Very good. <laughs> yeah, whatever y'all got to do, let it happen. Yeah, he got to learn. So, yeah, it was pretty stupid. Pretty stupid. So what you got? What you think? No, nah, I just, I, when I heard the story, when you, so when you told me about it, um, I was just like, what in the world is wrong <laughs> with this? You know, and it probably wasn't a thing where he was trying to be malicious, you know. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Like, you know how my mind works with business and marketing yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this and been disrespectful or anything like that. But the thought probably would have come across my mind, like, yo, if I, if I do get this moment, you know what I'm saying? Just 
few eyes on these on these uh, golf balls might, uh, you know, what I'm saying, send us into the into the stratosphere. But I think ultimately something has to come over you and say, yeah, this is not a good idea. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's it. Just yeah. Oh, they say, listen, Daddy got banned. Not just Wayne. Daddy got banned from the Masters. And we were just talking about just that. talking about how, consequences. Yeah, of, how yeah. how your your decisions don't just affect you. But, all the people around you. Yeah, because he's a master's legend. Yeah. This is where he shines. And now he can't even go back because of his son. Yeah. So I'm going to read what, what Wayne said. The players, the only thought from that point was that it would be cool for fans to know what ball my dad was teeing off with. That's where it ends. If I've hurt people's feelings, then I'm truly sorry and I hope they will forgive me. It was just young, dumb, stupid. Yeah. Like literally, I knew it wasn't malicious. Well, yeah. I, didn't know, I know he was. I mean, but again, I'm still gonna say what you have, even in even in that what you have done this this Jack Right. I still feel like that 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 plays a part in this. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, All right. <laughs> I hope he learns from this. Yeah. And this is severe enough of a penalty where he should he should learn from this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to the PGA though for like not not you know that was their choice to ban them, but kudos to them for stepping up to to def in a way defend Lee Elder. You know what I right. mean? Right. And it realize something something needs to be done. Something that needed to be done about the the way it looked disrespectful for him. So yeah. So kudos to. Because we know that's not, most people don't look like Lee Elder. Uh-huh. We're involved in golf. <laughs> Let's <Right>. be clear. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a mental health moment on this one. Yeah. Um, and this one is, is you know, a tough one. Hmm. Um, when you just think about all folks involved. And not even just the people that are involved in the primary situation with, you know, um, Philip Adams and the massacre of um, that family, um, that the doctor and his family who, who yeah. um, he executed. But when you think about some of the, uh, the, the subplots of this story with um, how CTE has affected a lot of these former athletes and um it feels like not enough is being done yeah so you know it, it was dr robert leslie and his family okay um because i didn't want to not say their name say his name there. yeah robert leslie his wife barbara um their grandchildren uh adai and noah mm -hmm. and then two workers who were on the property at the time james lewis and uh robert shook Mm. Um, were all murdered and then Philip Adams went and killed himself um, this um, first of all because this was close to home for me <laughs> it's happened at Rock right. Hill which is really almost like a suburb of Charlotte right, right. so right down the street right down the street um but you know, yesterday I think we spent the most time having this conversation because yeah, I am so 
the reason I, we we framed this around Philip Adams is because his family has decided to donate his brain for CTE mm-hmm. research. Right. Um, and I think that's a good thing. But in reading more about what's happening, I think it's at Boston University, they're doing this research, this mm-hmm. CTE research, um, that they have tested 266 brains to this point and 236 have come back with CTE, which is staggering in itself. Mm -hmm. The percentage of people, um, the percentage of people who have played football and this is what's happened to them. But the the part that's disturbing and concerning and why we brought this up as a mental health moment today is, and I hope that this is what's happening and and we just don't know it, Um, but According to what I read, um, the research that's being done has not attempted to put any correlation behind the violence that is taking place um, in some of these instances. They're yeah. not putting a correlation between that violence and CTE together. And I feel like that's a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, too many of these situations and circumstances that have happened um, have resulted in violence. Right. Whether it be violence towards someone else or like we talked about yesterday, I think suicide is violence. Right. Uh, Towards yourself, it's self-harm. What do they tell us? We both work in industries where they say if somebody reports that they want to kill themselves or they want to uh, self-harm themselves it's violence yeah we got to report it why because it's violence right and so for them not to incorporate that it seems like a disservice as they move forward um in this research right yeah um, it seems like a disservice um and we had this long conversation about where we I- want to see this research eventually land and end and to the point where you ain't got to wait till somebody's dead to be able to tell whether they, like, that is the hope. But I want this to be all encompassing and don't sweep any part of this under the rug while you're formulating whatever it is you're going to utilize to be able to say to somebody who's alive, you might be suffering from CTE. Then you, but you need to incorporate this because I think I don't know why he keeps coming to my mind, and I cannot think of his name for the world right now. The Seahawks dude who just got cut that was that beat his girlfriend. Oh yes, uh, Chad Wheeler. Yes, Wheeler. I know his last name was Wheeler. I couldn't remember his first name. So Wheeler. I know he had been diagnosed as bipolar with bipolar disorder, right? Yeah. And so he was on medication for that, but amplifying it probably is some CTE symptoms. Mm. And so in a situation like that, hopefully as they get this research going and they they move closer to to dealing with live people instead of dead people, (laughs) that they will um, be able to look at a circumstance or a situation like his and say, oh, yeah, you might be suffering. Let's, let's, Let's not just like look at it from the standpoint of your mental illness of bipolar disorder let's look at it that you might also have some brain injury right yeah um that so 
And I remember in yesterday, and I was talking about this, you know, um, I think one of the things that I was harping on was like, you know, being able to separate it, like given that there may be some people who, like let's take Chad Wheeler, for instance, if we were able to find out if he had CTE or we were able to look to see if he had it and we found out that he didn't and he did these things, you know, how is it, how are we able to isolate? But I think my focus was on the wrong thing and my focus, um, and, and, and my focus was in thinking about that, but on the grand scale of, of this, I think that we, we know some about CTE now, we don't know everything, but we need to get to a place, like you said, where we are able to test for CTE while the person is still here. And that needs to be the goal of whoever is conducting this research. And I would assume that they are going that route, you know what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of independent people like, now it's not just the NFL who gets to, you know what I'm saying, right, fund this right. research and, and kind of have it, you know, because whoever it, it has the purse strings doing research, you know what I'm saying, like it's bound to go in the way that they would want to see it go, which for the NFL, we know that they didn't even want anybody mm -hmm. to know about CT. So um, I think now, I, I think that, you know, people, they would have to be pushing for that, you know? And so I just pray that they're able to, you know, get it enough to where we can start to save lives and be proactive. And somebody like Philip Adams, who doesn't have a history of violence, who, you know, his dad said that football ruined them, that we can actually get to these guys before they start, you know, um, committing these acts of violence. Right. Because it's not just them. Sometimes it's not just them. Yeah. Right. It's not just you kill yourself. It's not just that. Sometimes it's, right. it's somebody else, like these five people who had nothing to do with what was happening. Like, what, where did it come from? Like, yeah. like, yeah, like you, you, it's not just about saving the life of that football player. It's potentially saving the life of other people. Other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, or not having people be traumatized like Chad Wheeler's girlfriend. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and, I don't, and, and that's disclaimer. We don't know that he has CTE. I'm just saying if that right. were the case and they were able to say that, then, you know, that would have been something that could have been eliminated. Right. right. That would not have happened perhaps had he been able to be, as a live person diagnosed and that can be whatever treatment or whatever that looks like for that could have right. been in place. So I just say, yeah, I, I, but my point, the whole point of this is I hope that the research community, the people who are conducting this research will not, will incorporate the, the violence factor into this because it's real. Y'all can ignore it if you like, but it's real. Right. Yeah. It's real and you need to, it needs to be a part of what you, how you study this as you move right. forward. To be able to say to somebody the same way you would say, do you have suicidal tendencies or ideology? You can say the same ideation. You can say the same thing to somebody about violence, perhaps. Do you have violent tendencies? Do you have violence ideation? You know what I mean? Like right. that may be as, the, if, as you develop this, how that looks. Right. 
I, I think, you know, and we talked about this this yesterday. Um, because sometimes with these things we see, we don't see the violence until it's already too late. You know, um, some of this is gonna have to be, and that's why I said, you know, aggression, you know, because if we see somebody and they are getting more and more aggressive, they may not have gone out to commit any acts of violence, but like, that's certainly a thing that we need to pay attention to and say, right. well, like he, he doesn't typically act right. like he's becoming more and more aggressive. And so that we see those warning signs and they don't lead to, you know, that one right. day act of violence like Philip Adams, right. where, you know, he goes on this rampage and it's like nobody ever saw this coming. Right. Or yeah. or even know a reason or or why or you why know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. No, I agree. The aggression, like the the physical things, but that's why I said right. even having a conversation is safe. Are you having yeah. thoughts of uh, you know right. what I mean? Wanting yeah. to do violent things. Like sometimes they think I imagine that that is true, that they are having those thoughts before you you this this seems almost even though it seems sporadic in some ways had to be some premeditation you had a gun you knew you were going to do something so yeah. something was going through your mind before you got to this point right yeah yeah so just just hope that they yeah don't don't dismiss this aggression and violence piece because yeah, it's, it is real yeah, he's a part of what's happening. Right. So that's our. We've been doing a little different with our mental health moments lately. Just yeah. kind of, but I, I think it's important. No, definitely, definitely, especially something like this where you know, someone who may hear this may, um, may be dealing with something like this, and they may be having those thoughts. You know, um. So I, I think that's I think that's important to, to have these type of conversations. Um, yeah. during a mental health moment yeah go seek help yeah it doesn't make you weak it doesn't make you less than it right. doesn't diminish your manlyhood your right. womanhood it doesn't diminish any of that just but if you're in that space and that's how you feel go seek help right yeah tell somebody so somebody else can know somebody, like literally right. yeah yeah <clears throat> all right all right Feel good final thought? Yeah. Oh, here we so, go again. Everything deep today. My yeah, gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we we finally got a verdict in the uh, Derek Chauvin trial. And for those of you who don't remember Derek Chauvin, um, he is the that. officer who murdered George Floyd. Yeah. Um, and to... He, well, first let me say that he was found guilty on all counts. All three counts. Um, yeah. All three counts. And um, so I asked you first, how, how did you feel? Because I, I know everybody was kind of sitting on the edge of their seat and waiting around the TV yeah. to, see, to <laughs> yeah. see the actual, you know, verdict being read. Yeah. How did you feel when you saw that he was found guilty on all counts? Um. The immediate first thing was almost a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. um, just because I knew people were sitting on the edge of their seats, right? And I and I knew that if this didn't 
turn out the way that people were hoping it would, that it was gonna get ugly. Yeah. Um, it just it, it instantly in my head I thought Rodney King, right? It would take us back, yeah, yeah. except it'll be nationwide, not just in LA. Right. Right. And so that's, uh, I literally had said, mm, okay, well, I'm about to get my stuff and go home, right? I'm going to be mm-hmm. in the house. That's, that was where my head was. So, relief, first and foremost. Um, the funny thing is, I don't think I ever really had like this euphoria mm-hmm. about it. Um, I'm happy. I'm not saying that I'm not happy that this is the way it went down because I think this is what he deserved. Right. Uh, it's awesome to see justice finally being, uh, for the justice system to finally be working in our favor, for, in yeah. the favor of somebody who's been murdered, essentially, uh, right. by somebody who was supposed to protect and serve. Um, but, my, but after that initial uh, feeling of relief, even having that, ooh, thank you, yay, kind of little, mm. it was minor, my euphoria. Yeah. And my head instantly went to, I hope we don't think it's done. Right. Yeah. It's still work to do. And yeah. then moments after, what's her name? Makaya, I can't think of Bryant. Bryant, yeah. Was murdered. Yeah. I, 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 it just, <laughs> so. Mm. Um. Yeah, I I feel like this is like a tiny victory. Yeah. In a big, big, in a in a big war. It's a it's a it's a one battle. Yeah. It's a battle that was won inside of the war. Inside of the war, it was yeah. It was a victory battle, battle victory in the war, and that's how I have to. That's the perspective that I've taken with it right like not not to get too high and and not right. to not dismiss it because it's huge it happened right. like celebrate the wins i'm gonna sit and just keep it moving like just mm-hmm. just stay the course don't don't right. just take this and be like whoo we won now we don't have to. right no yeah. no no and no <laughs> right. so that's where i was what about you well you know i i typically you know you know how i do like where i you know something like this will happen and my first initial reaction is like, good. And then my mind goes to, you know, some sort of pessimism, you know what I'm saying, about the whole process or whatever. But um, ever since we had Stephanie on on the show, like I've really been, celebrate mm-hmm. the wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this was a, a, a outcome that we had pushed for, yeah. you know, and yeah. we'll deal with the next one when it comes. You know, and unfortunately, it feels like it's coming in a little too often. But, you know, this was a victory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This was, Looking at this this was for Eric Garner and yeah. Philandro Castro and yeah. Breonna yeah. Taylor. Like, if it, you know, like, yeah. it feels like. Sean Bell. Yeah. Like, we, this was the first of what we hope to be many, right? In this uh-huh. situation. Um, even here in Charlotte, so one of the things that they did here was bring up where a police officer killed uh, a black man here, uh-huh. and uh, talked to the mom. But this th- this officer has actually just tried to appeal his uh, his conviction, conviction. Mm-hmm. and he got shot down. So mm-hmm. uh, 
we go celebrate the victories, right? right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I hope this sets a precedent um, that makes two things. One, if you do it, <laughs> you need to be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. And two, if you, and two, that if you'll think as a, as an officer, you'll think twice before you do. Right. This, you know, yeah, I, I mean, because this was, this is what that accountability does, right? It, it, it says like, okay, now you can't just do whatever. Right. And we, the people are going to back you. Yeah. You have to one, be accountable for your actions, but you got to think about some of the things that you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully the more and more these these officers being held accountable, the more and more other officers will see like, you know, we can't just move and maneuver however, you know. Um and so I'm 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 glad for that, you know. Yeah. Now in seeing some of this other stuff, like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we got to move on and deal with that, but like just in that moment and looking at that, like, yo, he was held accountable. Yeah. Good. That's feel good for yeah. sure. Yeah. And the sports world. So to bring this back to obviously we're a sports related podcast. Right. Sports related talk podcast. Mm-hmm. So to bring this back, the 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 um response from the sports world was great. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of them had the same sentiment of this is great. We're so happy this happened. Let's keep our foot on, on the neck. Let's foot keep it moving. Like, like, yep, let's keep it. Well, let me not say neck. Yep, on the gas. Yeah. Yep. Keep a foot on the gas. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Picks. What you watching? Well, we know you ain't been watching nothing. So <laughs> I'll take two. Okay. I'll just do two. Uh, okay. So the first one, I was really, 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 really excited about seeing Jamie Foxx come back to television. comedy in television. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been 20-something years since they did the Jamie Foxx show. That was one of my yeah. favorite shows. Yes. My um, Jamie Foxx is a fool. What else can I say? Um, but um, so he has a new show on Netflix called Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me. you say it's on netflix right yes it's on netflix and um so it's about him being a makeup mogul um who his daughter his daughter's mom dies she comes to live with him and his dad and his sister they all live in the house together Mm -hmm. and so um it is I could tell it was, you know, it's the first season. It was the first season. It'll get funnier. It, now, David, listen, David Allegri is hilarious. Yeah. He plays the dad. He plays uh-huh. the Jamie Foxx dad. Listen, yeah. let me tell you something. That fool had me cracking up the entire show. He is so funny. Yeah. It was so good. He was so good. He uh-huh. shines. He shines in this, yeah. in this But um, it's really good. They cover some, some, they even cover, um, in one of the episodes, which we just finished talking about, about police and how policing and, and, uh, being profiled and, uh-huh. and 
and mishandled and all of that kind of stuff. They cover that as one of the episodes. So it really is, it's it's worth it's, is it um is it the best comedy I've ever seen? But mm-hmm. it's worth the watch. And I'm gonna support Jamie Foxx no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Jamie. So yes. Um so I thought it was really good. And then the other thing that I've watched that I am just in love with these kids. You hear me? Yeah. The Barnes Boys podcast. What is that? Matt Barnes' sons, his oh, twins. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. They're, they're 12, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the... Uh, these little kids is killing it. You hear me? Really? Yeah, I They're killing it. it. They're killing it. <clears throat> It is so good. It's in 15, 20 minutes is the most their podcasts go. Okay. They got their little format. They're going to cover certain stuff. They do like a, a truth or cap. Uh, uh-huh. They say this is truth or cap. Um, <laughs> another one they do, I think, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, which would you choose type of thing. And so uh-huh. they go through all that kind of stuff. They talk about sports, obviously. Uh, it's just good. They are so charismatic and their chemistry as brothers, it shines through on this podcast and it's just amazing. I have watched probably about three or four episodes of it and they are just, yeah, he got, he got some little stars on his hand. Yeah. Yes. That's good. I got to check that out. Oh, please. Like you and Jack, like that is one of those. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I was, if I had kids, I look, watch this, watch these kids. Like, they yeah. are doing their thing, loving it. Yeah. Yes. So, that's it. Man, so we had the end of another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, we just gonna take two seconds, y'all, because we got, we got a, a, what, what Jared said at the beginning of the podcast was that we were, um, um going to uh dedicate some time to our my mom being that it's her birthday and uh Jared's dad being that it's uh that he just passed away. Um so I'm gonna start with um this song um uh, by Glenn Jones who happens to be one of um John Burgess's who was Jared's dad's um really good friends and um and so I hope you all can hear it well. Um, let me turn my speaker up. It's on my computer, so. Yes. We've only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> By Shout Glenn out. Jones. Shout out to Glenn. Shout out to Glenn Jones. And um, for my mom, so this was one, like my mom, towards the end of her life, um, this was one of her favorite songs. Like literally, the image in my head is my mother 
with because body she was having to use oxygen tank so she literally rolled her oxygen tank to the front room and made me turn turn up the video because it had come on tv uh-huh. and she was in her house dress with her oxygen tank dancing to this Get song <laughs> this was her song hopefully it'll come right up dedicated to our parents um we love you all we miss you um party for us yeah y'all get to party with with the with the with the real one right yeah (laughs) party for us yes (laughs) till we meet again so for sure yeah all right all right y'all um wait if you want to hit us up uh you want to shoot us an email hit us up at Feel the number two, the real podcast at gmail.com. Um, IG at feel the number two, the real podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, feel the number two, the real P1. Um, go to our YouTube page, the feel to the real podcast. Um, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good jazz. Yeah. Um, and our Facebook page. <laughs> but check out our Facebook page. Our Facebook page will show you when uh, we we have some new content out, um, and it'll take you to it'll take you to our our YouTube page. So um, we just thank you guys. You know what I'm saying for sharing this moment with us, sharing this time with us. We appreciate you guys who listen, first time listeners, all the time listeners. You know what I'm saying, yeah. even last time listeners. We appreciate you. <laughs> 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 um, but. This is the Feel to the Real podcast. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> the thumbs up. Peace. Now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.